Welcome back to a new episode of Approve AF Podcast. I am your host, Andy, better known as Just Ask Andy. And today we are interviewing Derek McKinley, who is the owner of Loud Music. He's going to drop gems about distractions when it comes to opportunities. The blueprint of someone may be stealing your information when it comes to your business, as well as the importance of contracts. That will be part one of our interview. Make sure you have your pen, paper together so you can make sure you don't miss anything that we talk about. Let's get into it. Now I got black cards, good credit and such. Pay boy, more grown up. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, just ask andy and i'm here with a new episode with the one and only Derek mckinney i'm so excited so excited so honored to have him here i'm gonna try not to make this one of those things where we're just going back and forth and talk about our personal stuff because yeah this is a party it that's exactly what it is but we have so many jewels that we want you guys to have. Um, it will be real uncut, so make sure you you have your pen and paper together. Make sure if the kids are around, you might have to stay move a little bit to the side. But make sure you have your spots here as well because we both have very big impressions when it comes down to giving you the information that you need. So, Derek, are you excited? Are you ready for this interview? I'm ready. I'm excited. I may I cleared everything on the schedule. Um, um, I'm ready because I, I never know where it's going to go. Yes. I never know where <laughs> it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, the podcast is called Approved AF, so you never know what you're going to get. You start out straight and we might end up going left, might end up going right. Exactly. So, guys, I'm your host, better known as Just Ask Andy. My name is Andy, and we're going to go ahead and get started with this interview. So, Derek, go ahead and introduce yourself, and what do you do? So, my name is Derek McKinney. I'm the CEO of a company called Loud Music. Um, Loud is an acronym for Live Out Your Dreams, as you see, Live Out Your Dreams. Um, yeah. We're a record company. We're a marketing company. We're a management company. Um, we do our own events. We do our own concerts, our own music festivals. Um, we do a food truck festival. Um, Derek McKinney, the entrepreneur, we have a, a, a new vodka launching this summer called Next Vodka, N-E-X Vodka. Um, we'll have like five signature flavors that we'll roll out over the next 12 months. Uh, but in the midst of that, I think we're going to come out with some sparkling wines, um, a couple other beverages, and probably even a bourbon at some point. Um, we are currently shooting um, a, a pilot for Netflix. It's a new TV show called Your Favorite Rapper's Favorite Rapper. So yes. me and my best friend, um, he had the idea and I had the logistics like, you know what, let's run with this shit. So we're putting it together. We've put it together now. Um, we got some of the uh, staff from BET and a couple of other ventures, uh, uh, um, prominent TV shows and stuff that are all in the production of it. So we're actually shooting that now. It's, you know, just doing a lot of different things, taking advantage of this moment in time to really propel and move forward by leaps and bounds. No more crawl before you walk. It's like, shit, get up and start running. Let me take off. That's, what I'm, <laughs> that's, that's, that's who I am and that's what I'm doing. So, so wait a minute, dear. So 
Look, y'all, y'all have to know how amazing this guy is. Did you not just hear him say, now Derek McKinley, not just loud music, right? So he got loud music, he's doing concerts, he's doing events. On top of that, he has liquor coming out, going into the wine industry. Y'all know we talk business for business for business. If you didn't catch how his business portfolio just went from eh, 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 something is not right. <laughs> So, Derek, tell us how you actually got into business. Well, so, let me pause. I'm, wait, wait, wait. How did you get the mindset of saying, hey, I'm ready to start being an entrepreneur, going into business, and now own your company? Man, um, I, people will say it's always been in me, but literally, I literally would sell my Halloween candy at school. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I wanted new Jordans as a kid. And I yeah. figured out a way, if I get $20 from all my aunts and uncles, we'll be good to go. Yeah. And, and so I've always been that person to want to negotiate, to want to have more, to be my own boss. I've never wanted to, man, I was, I was a terrible employee. Yeah. I, I don't think I was good at any job that I had. I mean, I was good at the job, but I wasn't a good employee. Yeah. And I never wanted anybody to tell me when to... Um, went to um clock in and out clock in and out to go to lunch or when i can have vacation or if i got something important I need to go to the doctor i gotta call and ask you hey do i have your permission like that just never set well with me yeah and so i just knew i had to have my own shit and <laughs> having that mix of i want my own shit and i gotta uh -huh. do my own thing but I like nice shoes. I like nice clothes. I want to travel. I want to eat good. I want to have, I want a cocktail. I want to go have a nice drink. So like, how do I accommodate both? Shit, yeah. I, got, I got to hustle and own my own stuff so I can do what I want. Yeah. And that's, that's just been my mindset literally from, I don't know, elementary school. Like okay. I, I've so always you wanted to, you know, I, we used to get the right on magazines back in the day. Yeah. The back of it, you could get DJ equipment for $1,500. Mm. So I took one of my school notebooks and I wrote out a plan for it and I gave it to my uncle. Like, hey, I want to be a DJ. And I was probably 11 or 12 years old. And my uncle yeah. was going to invest and put the $1,500 up and do it. But then I said, wait a minute, hold on, don't do it yet. Let me focus on football first and then I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> but I, I wrote out I wrote out the plan of I want to be a DJ and then I'm gonna record tapes and I'm gonna sell them at school I'm gonna sell them at five bucks a tape like and I didn't realize it at, at, at that time but my aunt now my aunt Cynthia like she knows that I've always been the entrepreneur it's always <laughs> just been I've always, has been real yeah that that's always been me that's always been me and. Looking back now, I, I love it. I appreciate it um, mm. because it's. I, I still see, like you know, I remember I used to do that as a kid, and now how I see how those same traits still are in me as an adult. So, okay. so it's crazy that you said how you understood at the time when you started, it, it wasn't one of those things like, I'm being an entrepreneur, I'm starting a business. It was something that you love and you appreciate doing. So you was like, okay, this could take me to the next level. But before I actually add an investor, I wanna try to do it myself. Yeah. And then once I do it myself, then I'm gonna move forward with the business, right? Exactly. 
Because I, I was like, I, I knew that if he gives me the money, he's in control. Hmm. So how do you feel about investors who come up to you all the time, because I've seen it, that comes up to you and say, hey, I like what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. 90, 99% of the time we've turned down or walked away from because um, it's something that I, I believe in. Beware of, uh, of opportunities. Uh, I'm sorry. Beware of distractions disguised as opportunities. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people think this is an opportunity, is money, is this, but it's really a distraction um, from who you are and what you're doing. Everybody always wants to get in but they, their arrogance make them think, oh, if I put some money, if I put my money in and tell them to do this and this, it'll change everything. Yeah. Not knowing the full scope of it. Because yeah. just what you see on the surface, you have no clue of what's going on on the back end. And that, and almost all of the investors, like from the music side, we've turned down close to $2 million in investors over yeah. the past five years. And it's because like they either put out my son's record first, or in my days, do I get this? Or, or I think y'all should do this kind of music over here. And it was like, if you came to me for what I do, let me do what I do. Yeah. But, but more often, people just want to, they want to feel a part of something. They want to belong. And, and it's not always, this is not a hobby for me. Like, mm. this, this is what's going to keep the lights on. And I can't allow somebody else's trial and error, somebody else. I can't be their guinea pig. Yeah. And that's, that's the shit that's always happened. I, I literally had a conversation with a label rep the other day. And once he found out what all that we're capable of doing, mm-hmm. it turned into, we could take $25,000 and we could do this and we could do that. It was like, bro, you changed up the whole agenda. That's not the plan. Yeah. And so you want me to follow a plan that you've never executed or activated yourself. Yeah. But now you want to gamble with me. Fuck that. <laughs> you can't be approved AF like that. No, man, that's that's what that's it, it, it. And like investors, I mean, they're cool for some. Mm-hmm. I know me, I'm stubborn, I'm bullheaded, and and it's if I'm gonna take a issue, you know, like shit. It's let me mess up because of my decision because I can learn from that. Yeah, I don't feel bad in that moment. But if I messed up because of you or what somebody else did, mm-hmm. it's hell to pay. So and, and I'm more mad at myself because yeah. I know better. Here, here's the part that I know our viewers don't want to know. So you have the, you, you came up with your own idea. Not mm-hmm. only did you come up with the idea, you was focused on that idea to create a plan of action. Once mm-hmm. you created your plan of action, you became focused on your execution. And now you're consistent at it. Now those investors are there want to throw money at you for every project that you put out, seen and personally. Tell us how do you deal with people that come to invest, but they steal your stuff and try to start doing it themselves? Man, so... (laughs) I may not be the... I I don't have a (laughs) ChristianMingle.com. I don't have a... um, turn the other cheek answer for you. <laughs> I literally, it pisses me off. And that, that imitation is the best form of flattery. That's bullshit. Yeah. That right. like, no, man. We take time to create 
and think of and strategize and execute things. And so when somebody, they feel just because we make it look easy don't mean it is. Yeah. They go and replicate it and they fail every single time. Um, but, it, but the last time that happened, I went off on our team. Yeah. I was pissed. I was cussing. But again, I was more mad at myself yeah. because I feel like I'm letting, them, I'm letting other people be too close. Mm. they shouldn't have been that close to where they can feel like they can copy. I shouldn't have done something at a level to where they feel like they can replicate it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when you see certain business ventures, you'd be like, oh shit, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You, you sit back and admire, but you don't feel like you can duplicate that. So that's on me. Mm -hmm. So again, like, I, I, I'm more mad at myself in, the, in those moments mm-hmm. than anything. I'm pissed off and, and then and it just, I, I cut those style. people off. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I cut them off. Like, I don't deal with them. I don't conversate with them. I don't talk to them. I leave them alone. But I'm still, I still be more pissed at myself because I felt like I didn't move hard enough. I didn't go for, for, far enough. I didn't push myself enough to where... I did something that they couldn't copy. Mm. That's that's the man. That's the part that man. That that that's the struggle. Well, I would I would like to add to that, right? Um, since I met you, you have always told me, no matter what happened, go harder. If you're already going harder and you're consistent at what you're doing, even if they steal a blueprint, they're gonna have to catch up. They yeah. have to catch up because we are already moving on some, something else. Um, guys, if y'all don't know, Derek and I was a part of the Focus Business Conference, which happened on March 1st, 2020. And it's been many of days on calling Derek like, man, I don't know. People over here doing this, doing that. And Derek was like, okay, so what's next? And I'm like, but Derek, okay. And when the conference came, Derek was there to actually have the mayor of the city to give me a day in the city. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But other people was looking at the blueprint of what I was doing and how I was moving. And literally, y'all, I'm at the conference. I'm excited. No, I think it was the day before. Correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. But I'm like, okay, it's here. And Derek's like, how you feel? I'm like, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. He's like, no matter what happened, know that you did it and appreciate that you did it whether if it's one person in the crowd or a hundred people in the crowd know that you did it and i was just like you're right anxiety and crazy but i had to remember that mental note like at the end of the day anyone can host a conference but did they host a conference like we hosted right, the conference? right 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 um, did they bring the value that we brought and not only that after all the you know the Derek, I, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I've been doing this the last six months. He was like, so yeah. what's next? <laughs> so that's when it comes to somebody stealing your stuff, you have to have that mentality that Derek is telling you. Don't bullshit yourself and cut them off. Don't trip because if you consistent and you're steady moving, they have to catch up. Even if they have all the money in the world, they can't do it like you. Yeah, and, and, and that's, and I, uh, it's, it's a global thing, but I'm more so what I realized in business in Houston, entrepreneurs yeah. in Houston, yeah. black entrepreneurs in Houston, we feel like a lot of times we, we, 
I, far too often I run into situations where they feel like their money makes up for creativity and execution. Right. Where they think like, <laughs> oh, they can name drop and, oh, this person drives this car and they do this. That has nothing to do with executing this business plan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's, it's 100% okay to bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that it's all right to trust and believe in your ability and your efforts and what you can do as a person. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you get it wrong a thousand times? Yeah. One time you got it right is the game changer. That's it. You know like, I was I was listening to the Kevin Hart and Joe Rogan interview yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was at Memorial Park doing the three miles in the sun, and I'm listening to the interview. And he was like, you know, that there's a lot of these entrepreneurs and motivational speakers and gurus and all of this shit who's never done nothing, who's never been through anything, who who's not tested, who's not who hasn't been tried, who ha- who aren't proven, and they want to tell you all, they want to take the pictures in front of the, the rented Bentleys and by the hotel pools and, and sell you this pipe dream. Like, hey, listen to me and this is what you can do. What? Right. Those are all the red flags to not listen to those people. Yeah. Let me find a person who like, man, look, this shit is hard. I didn't have no money. I didn't have no mentor. I came from a single parent home right. or my parents weren't from money. And these are the steps I took to get it. Exactly. A, a lot of the shit that you get from investors and other entrepreneurs, they just give you the ESPN top 10 highlights of what they're doing. Right. Let me know the fuck ups. <laughs> Let me know where you messed up at and what you learned from those, from those mistakes. Right. Because I, I'm not a fool and any entrepreneur, any business owner should know when you see that other person with that one victory, you should know that there was a one over a hundred losses that led to that one business victory. <laughs> Let me know those one hundred losses. So, a I can learn from those mistakes, mm-hmm. and I can maneuver the right way to get to that win. But if yeah. if you want to sell me just on the win, and then it don't happen, it's kind of like, well, why didn't I win? Oh, well, you ain't grind like I did. No, yeah. you didn't tell me the 100 losses that I needed to go through first. Like, that's the difference, man. That's the right. difference with a lot of shit. Yeah. So, all right. So now we understand how you got started in business, how you've been a hustler since yay high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we fully understand the importance of if somebody steals your stuff, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but... Here's the part, too, that I think people misunderstand. And whether it's in the music industry, the liquor industry, your credit, your business, let alone by itself, whatever you're doing. My question to you, Derek, is how important is contracts? Extremely important. (laughs) Black people, stop being scared of contracts. Contracts are a place to protect you. Yeah. It's not one-sided. And the thing that you got to understand, especially from an entertainment perspective, all contracts aren't designed to screw you. Right. Understand when somebody give you a contract that they, they're trying to protect their interests and make sure they get the most. Mm -hmm. That's their job. It's nobody's job to make sure you have a fair contract. Mm -hmm. Unless it's your lawyer or the person you hired to make sure you to do that. Correct. And contracts are 100% fine. They are needed. They Mm -hmm. are so, so much needed. Because it protects your interests. 
just make sure you have somebody to look it over, make sure you understand it, make sure you, you get some great representation to make sure you're, enter, you're entering an agreement that benefits you. Yeah. And I would like to also add with that, Derek, um, for anyone that may be listening to this, um, y'all, contracts can be revised as well. Don't just sign a contract because somebody put some paper in your face and say, this is what we're doing. You are able to negotiate anything in life. Right. If you do not like the terms and conditions that's going along with that contract, it's okay to take a highlighter and highlight the mess out of that paperwork because yeah. your official paperwork happens when it actually a is a signature and a date stating that I not only understand but I agree to these terms within this contract. Um, don't always think everything should be for you as well. Like to make money, you have to spend money, but also when you spend money, you want to make money. Yeah. Opportunities are options, but options also equal opportunities. Don't let that go over your head. This is how you become approved AL. You know, those contracts, they're made for a reason, and you have to be the one that understands it. Don't always allow other people to say, oh, yeah, this is what's in it, and that's it. No, uh, rule of thumb, I sign all my contracts myself. And I make sure I sign all my checks myself. Everything else can be delegated by who, what, when. But when it comes down to that final say so, I make sure. Every single time. <laughs> um, I have the final say on anything. And if it doesn't have my signature on it, and, yeah. I, I, didn't, and, I, and I didn't sign off on it, then I have nothing to do with it. All right. So this is part one of the approved AF podcast with Derek McKinley. We're going to give it a little break right quick, let you marinate on these gems that we just dropped, and we'll be back for part two in just a moment. Okay, guys, and we're back for part two of Approved AF with Derek McKinley. I am Andy, known as Just Ask Andy. I am your host for the interview today, and this is Derek. So, Derek, go ahead and introduce yourself again. I am Derek McKinney, CEO and founder of Loud Music, and Loud stands for Live Out Your Dreams. All right. So, Derek, here's the part that... I think people misunderstand. Um, it, it's a cliche, but you hear some people say, okay, entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Uh, entrepreneurs may need to date someone nine to five. Nine to five workers don't understand entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs do way more than nine to five. Like, help us out. How do you feel, being that you are married, mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you feel about business and home-based relationships? Well, for us, I think it's kind of cool because my wife, she's an entrepreneur as well. Yeah. It's her tea company, the Twenty Company. Um, yeah. Consulting where, she's, where she helps nonprofits get up and running and help them get their uh, programs and initiatives and their, and their plans laid out and all of that good stuff. But she also does a lot of volunteer work and she's organized events and she's been a guest speaker at conferences and seminars and all of this good shit. So it's, she has <laughs> she has a great understanding of what it, what an entrepreneur is because she's one herself. She also has her, her job, her career that she's working on, that she works at, but it's still in the same field of what she's an entrepreneur in. So they right. kind of, they, they, they can easily tie in together and work hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it just comes down to having somebody that knows what you do 
and has mm-hmm. an understanding of it because I've picked up from her, her conversations and her meetings. I know more about mental health now and nonprofits than I did before, but now yep. she probably knows more about the music industry than most of the rappers in it. Mm. So being able to have those conversations, like, you know, it, it, it always helps. It, all, it always works to have somebody who, who, who has an entrepreneurial spirit and understands what you're going, what you're going through. Because as an entrepreneur, you're, you're not, you eat what you kill. Hmm. Like it's, it's a 24, seven, 365 job that, and I, and I won't be arrogant to say entrepreneurs work harder than people who have nine to fives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's technically speaking, if I get a, a call on a Saturday or a Sunday and I have to take that call, I don't get the clock out at five o'clock. If an artist is calling me at 11 o'clock or we got a concert or a show, I am literally on the clock. Like on show days, I'm literally probably on the clock from the time I get up to the time that show is over. Because right. throughout the whole day, you're working on stuff. So it's just having somebody uh, having somebody in your house that understands what you're doing and why you're doing it. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is understanding why you're doing it. Okay. So understanding and communication will be the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's the, uh, that's, that's my struggle. Cause I just like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Oh man. I didn't. Yeah. We got this show. Oh, I forgot. We got this over here. Oh damn. We got that. So it, it, it definitely helps to really, really communicate what you got going on and what and what you're dealing and what you're working on so they understand when you need when you need time to do x y and z or if you need like shit i need her to be the bartender at this event oh yeah we got this show i need you to work the door and count the money and make sure the money is straight or it's the food club festival and please sit at this table i know it's hot you there or cold you're gonna be there all day long and yeah. I need you to count these tickets or something. <laughs> make, sure, make sure ain't nobody robbing us. Right, right. Um, I, I would really like to add to that. Um I don't I don't knock anybody for trying to jump from a nine to five to an entrepreneur. Um I myself was working in the medical field since two thousand and five. Um, I literally got an entrepreneurship bug in 2009, but I didn't take it serious, like full-fledged seriously until 2017 when I got to a new era of how to do business when it came to social media. Um, while I was at my nine to five, I had my referrals. That was great. Uh, but my relationship in particular, it was more of, okay, you go to work, clock in, come home, cook dinner. But after that, now I had to do business and it ruined one of my relationships because I started making way more money in my business versus my nine to five. And the household was now, well, you should help with this because of this, right? And at that time, the relationship became toxic because that person didn't understand. I may, you may see this in the bank account. But understand, too, I have employees, I have systems, I have processes, I have legal. I have to start breaking up money differently. So you may see 30000 in a bank account, but probably only 12000 is mine to keep right. the company going. And then we're not even talking about what my take home is after taxes and everything else. So I'm probably only sitting on a good $3,000 out of the full thirty, which is 10%. But um, I do believe 
having that conversation of communication like hey this is the level this how this goes we cannot forget i have kids as well so i am stretching myself thin to try to make everybody happy i need you to understand too my time management when i can have family time when i have to have business time when i have to have my own time and having that conversation of it's grind season we need to be on the same page. Okay, I have some time off. Let's spend this time together. So I think understanding and communication is key. Um, I did leave that guy, though, <laughs> <laughs> that understands me. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that once you understand your worth and when business grows, everything comes to you. You have to have that conversation with everybody in the household. Hey, we're going to a different level. Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Doing that time. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes, like, like Keisha just, she had, like, with a tea company, she just ordered a, a whole bunch of tea. Amazon knocking on the door, like, every day with something new. And so <laughs> she's in there measuring and putting in labels and everything. It's like, I'm not going to ask you, hey, what you cooking? <laughs> you know, it's like, like, uh. Or, or or just just bother with any stuff because I know like she's in that moment of, <laughs> and then like me as a as an entrepreneur, I love to see that. Yeah, you know because I know that hey that's yours like mm-hmm. that's your name on each on each of the little you picked out the cans that the tea go in that's your logo on and you're measuring it out and you're yeah. it. like that's dope. Look, which can you need me to hold? Like, yeah, you know, what can I do? Yeah, <laughs> How can yeah, I? You yeah. want me to put something on the wall? I can't just worry. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. It's, it's dope. It's, All it's right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool.